Hello and welcome to Mama Drama Trauma Academy. I'm Tammy Taylor, your teacher and host, whose only qualification is having healed my own and successfully supporting others to do the same. Mama Drama Trauma Academy is now in session on the topic of righteous relationship with new souls. New soul. New soul. Also. What you got to understand is that we are in spiritual crises. There is a crisis on this planet. Mama drama trauma is a planetary disorder. All souls get caught up. Learning to live in loving detachment is about doing the work of giving from love, not for it. When we do desire, it keeps us trapped in matter attached to material mother. New soul. New soul, old soul, old soul. New soul, old soul, new soul. It is only with this understanding can we have true self-compassion. We are in this realm to experience desire, fulfillment. Old souls get In the past, shaman, priest, enemies, lovers, mother, father, cops, robbers, the disorder has a sick, crippled, dying, while new souls are inexperienced, old souls have too much, like elders wise and true. This also means old souls are set in their ways, blocked in habits of beating dead horses, not knowing when to stop. Mama drama trauma lifetimes, because there are many. We are both mother and child. Pain literally disassociates us from the body. Mama Drama Trauma Academy is here to let you know, although excruciatingly painful, Great 
mother activates the soul contract of an old soul. Additional karma. We must resolve all of it. And to do that, we must learn how to relate to new souls. Welcome to this tutorial session, How to Live in Right Relationship with New Souls. It's shadow work for empaths with the mother wound. And as you've heard, this is a deep and broad topic we need to understand if we are to fulfill the mama drama trauma soul contract in a way that honors who we are, others, and this truly evolutionary experience. For tutorial notifications, hit the sign up button. And for more detailed tips and tools, click the paid subscription link to enroll in MDT Mystery School, where you'll learn specific rapid self-modulation techniques using the tools Great Mother downloaded specifically for us, such as the Divinity Identity Mantra, I am a dearly loved divine child of the Great Mother Father God who is never judged, condemned, or left alone. As well as the 49-card Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle Deck for daily and immediate clarity, balance, and confirmation. In the last tutorial, Are You an Empath with the Mother Wound? We defined MDT. Who has it? And all MDT Academy has to offer empaths with the mother wound old souls in MDT recovery like myself, therapists, coaches, and those who love us. What is an empath with the mother wound? Empaths feel others' feelings in their body as if they are their own. The caveat here is that healthy empaths have a high emotional intelligence able to distinguish between those feelings in their body which are theirs and those that are not. Unhealthy or traumatized empaths such as those with the mother wound with low emotional intelligence as a result are unable to distinguish their feelings from others. This causes constant emotional dysregulation, which is why we focus on rapid self-modulation. Now, 
Click the link below to listen to that episode. Are you an empath with the mother wound? For more details about that, we go detail point by point. Everyone has a mother wound. What is the mother wound? It is unmet maternal needs of which it is natural to at some point for a child to assert independence. This causes a natural conflict in the mother-child relationship. The mother wound is when one feels that one of these three maternal needs are unmet consistently and persistently. And those are maternal presence, provision of care, and maternal protection. Empaths feel the lack of maternal needs more deeply than others because of their inability to distinguish between their feelings and others from a lifetime of absorbing their own mother's unmet maternal need pain. So this is all very traumatizing, which is why we want to look at the definition of post-traumatic stress disorder, according to the American Psychiatric DSM, the Diagnostic Symptoms Manual. It defines PTSD to constitute an individual with Two or more of these following characteristics, any combination. Intense psychological distress at exposure to internal or external cues that symbolize or resemble an aspect of the event. Psychological reactivity to things that resemble the event. Marked diminished interest or participation in significant activities. Feeling of estrangement from others. Restricted range of effect. A sense of foreshortened future. Difficulty falling or staying asleep. Irritability or outburst of anger, difficulty concentrating, hypervigilance, and exaggerated startle response. The mother wound can be an acute, one-time, chronic, repeated, or complex, repeated, and varied trauma. For empaths, that is what it is, and specifically a complex trauma. There are three mother archetypes and we all represent or they represent us all in varying degrees they are the good mother terrible and great mother the good mother sacrifices herself for her child the terrible mother sacrifices her child for herself and the great mother sacrifices neither because she loves herself and others unconditionally. As I said, we're all three, but the eternal internal battle between the wolves of fear and love, it is the one we feed, we become. You are here if you are in a constant state of emotional dysregulation or uncontrollable anxiety as a result of feeding the terrible mother in you and you want to stop. Living in right relationship with new souls helps us do that. Grounding and centering ourselves in the goal to live MDT free. 
in order to live MDT free, we have to know who we are as old souls so that we know who we are in relationship to the new souls that trigger us all the time. And when we get sick and tired of being sick and tired of that cycle of triggering, then we are ready, willing, and able to do the healing work to release this cycle. Let's get started. Empaths with the mother wound indeed have the capacity to love unconditionally, not because they are holier than thou, but as old souls having incarnated countless times, their sensory perception is extremely high and because they suffer from MDT. So although the sensory perception is high, the emotional intelligence is low, causing erratic emotional outbursts going from zero to 10 in a split second oftentimes, or going inward, causing self-harm. This is as a result of the misinterpretation and then distrust of their intuition. There is a sense that the connection to the divine has been broken. And as a result of this, empathy regulation is very difficult because boundaries are impossible to establish and maintain. It's a vicious cycle. How do we get out of this cycle? The first thing we have to do is develop our emotional intelligence, develop that ability to distinguish between our feelings, our thoughts, our beliefs, our attitudes, and others. Make it a priority to know what those are, not in a versus way, me versus them, or against way, I think this against another person, but in a self-focused way in order to empower your sensitivity that is otherwise characterized as a weakness because of the inability to block absorption of others' emotions and therefore regulate your own. New souls perceive this and have extremely high emotional intelligence, which is why I wrote our empaths and narcissists codependent. Link is dropped below. This communicates different things to new souls. Old souls can empathize and can understand, um, and there's a lot of community around these issues now, but it's really important because by becoming more self-aware about how we differ from others, that is the beginning of developing healthy engagement with the world. It is the beginning of seeing ourselves as a part of the world as opposed to outside of it. There is a place for us We are here for a reason. We are supposed to be here. We have a right to be here. And when empaths realize this, 
and begin to understand who they are in relationship to other people, we can quickly learn to use these sensitive characteristics as superpowers to self-modulate. In other words, turn our emotions up and down as they serve us. Now, who are we? We are old souls. We have an ability to passionately understand, recognize, connect with, and share the emotions of others. Not just kind of understand them, but to share them. Empaths pick up subtle cues like facial expressions and nonverbal gestures, understanding how the other person might be feeling in that moment. Always good listeners, and people fall back on us for emotional support, which is a reason that we get so exhausted as a result of not having boundaries. Empaths love peace and don't like conflicts or fights. Readily absorb the emotional responses of others as a result in order to keep the peace. This makes the emotions our own. And the issue is we don't need to do that to the point of being emotionally drained and exhausted. From compassion fatigue, there is a degree that we might want to do that in certain situations. But again, that has to do with knowing who we are, what our goals are, what we're trying to achieve in any specific moment. And rarely are we needing to do that. We can just take the information and use it. Empaths feel overwhelmed by being available to others and need to isolate ourselves from others to unwind and heal after all of the interaction, which is quite normal to new souls who do not absorb any of this and have, therefore, boundless energy. Empaths struggle to set these boundaries and say no to others, to stop giving even when we lack energy because of this intuitive sense that there is a need for balance in the atmosphere. This is the level of sensitivity we're talking about with empaths. The shadow side of this is the awareness that the atmosphere is actually an internal one that is in dysregulation and is externally focused in balancing it as opposed to being internally focused. Empaths feel alone in relationships as if physically in a jail oftentimes if the partner does not match our level of empathy. Now, this happens in varying degrees. Of course, we're talking about two extremes of a continuum. There are mid-maturity souls between new and old souls, and we relate to all of them well when we are able to work with our sense of self and develop that emotional intelligence we need to create healthy boundaries 
We know people. We see them coming and read them. The problem is with MDT, we doubt that. We doubt it because believing it is lonely. Who wants to be lonely? We'd rather suffer, right? After all, we could be wrong, right? Every once in a while, on the odd occasion, we are. But the truths of our lives are so painful, it's not like we want to be right. But we don't keep tabs either way. Now, right here is where we start with the emotional intelligence because until we do begin to take account, inventory, and keep tabs on how right have I been? How many times has what I thought, believed, or downloaded been true? Not until we begin to really tabulate that will we see how disruptive MDT is and the reliability of our downloads and therefore interferes with our ability to heal it. It is a self-perpetuating cycle, which is why it cycles through so many lifetimes. Now, let's be clear about the difference between empathy and an empath. The definition of empathy is well established. It's the ability to feel for someone else. If you know the difference between being empathic and HSP, a highly sensitive person, and an empath, being empathic is a positive psychological trait making you feel in tune with others, yet it still allows you to separate your experience from theirs. It is being able to understand how someone feels. If someone says they're having a bad day or it is sensed by their attitude or behaviors, that's empathy. An empath, on the other hand, is someone who feels what others feel in their bodies. And depending on what kind of empath they are, we'll know why they are feeling tired and full of anxiety. We'll know what happened to some degree, who affected them, and why. They will know the meaning of this tiredness and this anxiety for them in this moment, the consequences for it, and why it is creating stress for them. These days, many people think they are empaths, but aside from what I've just explained, there are specific karmic signatures, even astrological signatures and birth charts that set us apart scientifically. An empath thinks and feels very deeply about their emotions as well as others, even to the point, again, when unhealthy, such as an empath with a mother wound, they confuse these emotions with their own. This is mismanagement of emotions. The onus is on us to get in there and to reframe our entire system. What is important to know here 
is what constitutes a healthy relationship for new and old souls is very different. Finally, the old soul spectrum goes from highly sensitive to psychic empath. Highly sensitive people are more sensitive to people, situations, and sensory stimuli than 80% of the population. Empaths are in the middle, and psychic empaths are on the far end of the old soul spectrum. All empaths are old souls with the mother wound have MDT, okay? So a highly sensitive person um, is an old soul. It's on the spectrum, but they may or may not be traumatized by the mother wound. So what is a new soul? Our relationship to them, our mutual karma, and how does knowing it help make our relationships and therefore our lives easier? New souls are newly incarnated human beings. They are in their first of perhaps a few, if not the very first lifetime in human form. They may have the mother wound, and it's very likely that they do as well, but they cannot have MDT because they're not empaths. However, they do have varying degrees of emotional empathy, the ability to relate to how others feel. But just as on the other end of the soul spectrum, old souls have high sensitivity, these souls have high survival instinct. This accounts for their high emotional intelligence and therefore their ability to read our needs. When those needs are perceived to be externally based, such as an empath with no boundaries, open to absorbing others' feelings, attitudes, and emotions, The new soul is all too willing to take advantage of this survival opportunity. This lifetime is nascent. They are newly descended from the womb of creation into the material realm. This incarnation cycle has yet to mature their emotional senses, which require experience to make us sensitive to the needs of others. Therefore, they are materially focused. Everything is about the body, survival, and competition with non-tribal members. The yin of this focus is that although they firmly believe life is nothing more than you can see, feel, touch, hear, and that they are nothing more than who they have been told they are and their human bodies, they still embody their divine energy in a way that gives them great confidence, warlike tendencies, of course, but this boundless energy facilitates the boundless desire for adventure we all have upon entry into human form. This great adventure to create diverse experience and procreate them as well. 
they are like small children who have yet to distinguish between the real and dream worlds versus old souls like elders, tired, slow, reserved, walking between worlds, life and death, life and death. The new soul spectrum consists of souls newly incarnated from other mammals into their first human lifetime. Empathic souls on one end and non-empaths on the other. From souls who can identify with and understand the feelings of other souls and those evolving to a state of empathy through experience. Or non-empaths, such as psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, etc. These first to early lifetime souls are in the early days, rather living in their soul evolution phase where they cannot empathize because they are just learning how to tap into their extrasensory abilities. We all have by birthright, but we all must earn them and exercise them through experience. This ability old souls take for granted, but it has to be developed and that's what we all do lifetime after lifetime these very early souls are just beginning to do that therefore they have no empathy for themselves because they are fully attached to their ego identity you see the way divinity is expressed at this stage is through selective validation wrapped in a cloak of pseudo empathy so just as we must learn how to relate to them due to their high emotional intelligence they quickly learn how to survive by relating to us the sense they must exhibit this behavior in order to survive but it's not actually felt you see Old souls are more experienced souls who have learned through lifetimes of material survival the value of familial, tribal, and community attachments, and as a result, have grounded our divinity identity by connecting with other souls. This is beginning to happen with them, but it has not been firmly inculcated to the state where it has created karma through energetic transactions with other souls to the degree that it has with us. And this is the crux of our issue with new souls. The key here is knowing that what divides us is heart chakra activation. It takes many lifetimes to rise through the kundalini we all begin coming through the earth as living form that's root chakra energy and even in human form it is root chakra energy primarily it's beginning to show sacral energy of conscious desire 
in the second chakra. But again, the key here is heart chakra activation. Heart below energy is what characterizes new souls. Heart above energy, heart chakra above energy characterizes old souls. And when this is activated, the heart chakra, you see, until it is activated by being open, literally broken open by, let's say, for example, MDT, there is no soul dissociation. And there must be dissociation in order to recognize the difference between the ego and the soul because it is only the ego that is so identified with this material form that it attaches itself to it tooth and nail. We will feign our capacity to empathize with others to survive until this happens. So understand that once trauma is experienced and the ego mind redirects its wild free energy inward towards healing, all bets are off. We become more compassionate and caring of ourselves and to others and with others. Subsequent lifetimes mark changes in attitude, values, and behaviors toward family, community, and tribe. Much more reflective and much more anticipatory in terms of what we envision could or would happen as a result of our choices we become less combative more introspective and gradually more empathetic this is a very slow process through the chakras through the soul kundalini and the auric field and going from non-empathic to empathic doesn't happen in a lifetime or even dozens These lifetimes in the interim of this mid-maturity consist of struggles between survival and spiritual healing connection, turning empathy on and off as a way to draw boundaries of loyalty and control, manipulation. All of this is necessary experience in order to have the development of our unique soul knowledge and our own reservoir of wisdom. Stories about selective empathy or withholding compassion or empathy at will until someone does what we want them to do populates MDT recovery stories. That's what they're all about. So we begin to see the karmic connection between the old and the new soul. One of the telltale signs of MDT is that it is impossible for empaths with the mother wound to have selective empathy, which is why knowing how to recognize and engage in fruitful relationships with new souls is necessary to avoid empathy burnout. We're focused on avoiding people But the burnout originates from a lack of understanding who we are in relationship to others. 
because you see opposites attract and empaths attract new souls new souls attract empaths there's karma here while drama mamas are both old and new souls in the majority of MDT cases mama is a new soul There's been research done about this, and again, uh, that's why we have a companion blog with this. All these links are dropped below about soul type and evolutionary relationships to the types of souls and who we're typically born to teach and what we're born to learn. Drama Mama and their relationship template is something that without understanding and a change in conditioned behavior will continually attract the same situations and the same drama cycle lifetime after lifetime. This is why we have so many MDT lifetimes until we finally learn how to let go of the mother we want in order to accept the one that we have. This karma or unconscious behavior goes on for lifetimes until we do. How does this happen? Well, we embody the DNA or material form that will best help the soul execute its evolutionary karma, its soul work, purpose, or what is commonly known as our soul contract. Souls born into MDT energy cycles have the DNA necessary to experience and execute its soul contract, which is to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. The unmet maternal needs that make us feel emotionally and materially deprived are actually a setup to coerce us into learning to love ourselves through the seeking of divine mother's love it is a call to old souls to come home to begin the process of ending unconscious earthly incarnations understand we are called to task in this calling home to take responsibility for the energy we bring into the room. Take responsibility for the sensitivity that we have earned to own our divinity, our connection and insights from the divine that we receive about matters beyond material survival. Use it, share it in order to develop the spiritual independence that is needed by all beings in order to truly feel loved. Without this awareness, individuals with the soul contract we have will have a DNA of abandonment and abuse that we perpetuate and when we do not recognize this and that we are old souls and that our mother is a new soul, it's impossible for us to achieve any of it. So here's the yin and yang. 
karmically are based on the energetic trajectory from past lives. The natural comfort zone of a new soul is attachment to the material realm and discomfort with spirituality. The natural comfort zone of an old soul is spiritual attachment and the struggle with materiality. Religion is the belief system, the law, the logos, the word, all the domain of great father, action, words. This is where new souls shine. Spirituality is the life practice of daily experience that self-reflective divinity through devotional prayer, meditation, intuitive guidance, and living one's life accordingly, all in the purview of Great Mother, the Holy Spirit, intuition, the comforter. This develops over lifetimes, this connection which once developed cannot be denied. So therein lies the battle as new soul mothers love their children according to their characteristics, who they are and what they are. She is completely unaware of the sensitivity and the needs of an old soul child. And with this awareness now, to expect her to be is cruel. She behaves cruelly herself because she's ill-equipped to process her own mother wound which is why as a dearly loved divine child an empathic child was born to her to help her heal and evolve her empathy this is our relationship to one another Look, she believes all she is is what she sees, feels, and touches, tastes, smells, and has been told she is. She doesn't know she's more. Stop expecting her to believe that she is. Great Father Energy presides in her life. Maternal wounding combined with a lack of soul experience makes her reaction to her old child, visceral, and defensive, which works against her by shutting the child down. She will invariably refute all of what the child says it experiences from her. But understand, as she does this, Moving forward, don't get tripped up by this. This is not denial. Again, I repeat, this is not denial. We cannot deny what we do not know. Forgive yourself and her, for she knows not what she is doing. 
and forgive yourself for not knowing up until now. I know there's resentment. I know there is a tendency to compete with us. That's the trait of the new soul. Survival of the fittest. But they can't compete with the self-aware old soul. And this only makes the situation worse in many cases. And so don't get tripped up by this moving forward. Be clear. You must decide how much time and space you have to devote to that unchanging dynamic. Let's honor the moment and let go of painful memories with love. Pause. Breathe in the love that is here. Breathe out shame. On the count of three, let's breathe in compassion and caring. One, two, three. Compassion and caring. Exhale, blame. Finally, on the count of three, inhale, acceptance. One, two, three. Inhale, acceptance. Exhale, guilt. No one is better or worse, higher or lower than another. We simply express different levels of yin-yang energies depending on where the soul is in its evolutionary journey. Are young people better than old? Are old people better than young people? We are all dearly loved divine children of the great Mother Father God who are never judged, condemned, or left alone in our learning and growing evolutionary journey. After all, what would be the point? This is not about intelligence even. We all have it in different degrees at different times. Like everything, there's a season. And these are just the general descriptive anecdotes from stories and spiritual text and the lives of many, many empaths throughout the ages in psychology now, research that we're learning this is about sensitivity our access to it and how we apply it in life How do we apply it to our lives? What a great gift.
talent, ability, and yes, very much so a responsibility. This is neither about shame, blame, or guilt, judgment, condemnation of any kind. It is about evolution. So stop personalizing it. Everyone evolves at their own pace. We each see and integrate experience in our own way, in our own time. No one but we can determine our course and we cannot force others to see no matter how true, wonderful, and refined our POV. On the other side, never forget, evolution goes both ways. Mama drama or not, she is our primary soulmate and teacher. With MDT, this truth is a reality that we must face in order to fulfill its soul contract. Having said that, you can now imagine why new soul drama mamas are completely debilitated by MDT. Like generations before her, all she knows is to pass the mother wound down to you and absolutely nothing nothing about empaths. The saying, I did the best I could with what I had, highlights the disconnect between the divinity her empath child sees shining within her and her conditioning of the child that destroys its greatest efforts to evolve from it. You see, is something that somebody grown has to do. Make a decision. And no one is more equipped to do that than an old soul. The challenge for those in MDT recovery who are ready, able, and willing to redirect their powerful empathic abilities from trying to save her to saving themselves first is realizing therein lies the decision and it must be made it must be made now in my experience it took 10 years that's this lifetime in other lifetimes I didn't even know MDT existed. And in others, I let it marinate the entire lifetime. But let's be clear. To heal the DNA line, the decision must be emphatically made. Nothing less than lifelong commitment to this inner work is required. The yang of this is all material needs are well taken care of in the process as long as one stays in the process. I've seen it too many times by now. No doubt it is excruciatingly painful and worth every bit of it. 
to break the cycle. Now, let's say, suppose if the drama mama is an old soul mother, an unhealed empath with the mother wound. Outwardly, the scenario is the same with one possible exception. The karma for this is low internal energy because her battle is an internal one expended in a lifetime of trying to connect with Divine Mother. She may be an addict, whether it is to substances, religion, tarot card readings, etc. She struggles to ground her sporadic insights sporadic because she does not know who she is and what truly pains her so the questions she asks and prayers she prays only hit home when she does but here we also notice that while she may be stressed depressed and even totally out of it a mother with MDT often encourages or at the very least doesn't block their empath child's own MDT healing efforts. For one, they just don't have the energy. But for two, again, the intuition, the the, the knowing that there is an evolutionary pull There's an evolutionary drive towards healing that they may not have been able to grasp and they will sense the child is and may even join them on the journey. But of course, we can see if this is even possible in assessments of the birth chart. Either way. Taking this challenge on turns life upside down. (laughs) This is why, (laughs) again, we avoid it. This is just not what we want to do. However, it is what we must do. While it can be a bit easier with old soul mother, both require a fight, tooth and nail to live in loving detachment from mama drama trauma. So I just want to lay it out there. In this episode, we're laying it out there, how to be in right relationship with ourselves is how we are in right relationship with new souls. So how do you know if you're up for it? If you can embrace the divinity identity mantra, that is the standard of healthy relationship. That is the way we know whether or not a relationship is healthy. When you're ready, able, and willing to make the decision to heal and to take on the challenge of redirecting the sensitivity from weeping about the pain. And whining about the work, which we must do. We must grieve. That's what the Oracle Deck Great Mother downloaded for us helps us do. It helps us grieve. It helps us let go of the mother we want in order to accept the one we have, as she said, as she downloaded it. Because empaths are in conflict-avoidant mode. We avoid it at all costs. 
empaths slow and completely deny ourselves healing when we perceive it will cause others pain. Even our own healing, we will deny ourselves if we perceive it cause others pain. Empty tea dulls the senses in this way and many times renders great healers in prior lifetimes into people who confuse injurious cause and effect. To perceive one's healing as causing pain is to internalize another's reaction, which when observed with loving detachment may cause them harm, but intentional pain is not inflicted. It may harm someone's ego. It may harm someone's perception of what life should be or who they should be or who we should be, most likely. What role, that healing role, that take everything on role, that burdensome role. Who's going to play that now? Who's going to be the mule of the family now? Such confusion is overcome by accepting responsibility for their soul. Again, not versus or against anyone else, but truly to own up to the duties involved in fulfilling our MDT soul contract to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. This is only done by releasing these attachments. MDT is grievous. It is a grievous letting go process. Clearly, the shame, blame, and guilt that sustains it must be unraveled and deconstructed brick by brick. We created it lifetime after lifetime, albeit unconsciously, albeit many times with the best of intentions, which is why we have the saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. All the conflict and pain avoidance unintentionally conditions others to resent our efforts to change our lives. Whether we are being asked who do we think we are, being told we're acting brand new for redirecting our sensitivity, relinquishing the burdensome roles in our families. This is what we can point to as unhealthy relationship. Especially if MDT has dulled the senses and dumbed them down to the point where you cannot express your divinity at all. Your health, your happiness, your wholeness. For all the distance that you feel that you've traveled and the inner work and the therapy and that sort of thing, and you still feel blocked, well then, complicating matters further is this constant demand by others to know what you have done with the old you. And so we keep going back and and pulling the old you out of the closet. We never get rid of the old you because they don't want us. You know, they don't want us healed. The new soul is all they know is survival. And we have to understand that. And when we understand that, we can begin to have a better relationship with them 
because we can begin to structure a relationship that's based on how we choose to support their survival as opposed to them feeding off of an energy that we give out of people pleasing of being desperate for connection. When we grieve that kind of validation, let it go, and instead use all of that energy from weeping and grieving and needing validation, instead of using our energy that way, using it to fortify our senses, to assert our divinity, I am a truly dearly loved, divine child, the great mother, father, God, who's never judged, condemned, or left alone, and practicing daily our health, happiness, and wholeness as our priority. What do you do when you just do not have the time to set yourself as a priority in your life? Well, here at MDT Academy, we recite the Divinity Identity Mantra and feel for which of the eight phrases does not resonate. Whatever phrase that is, is our practice for the day. Click raw score below to survey your Divinity Resonance now. When we support ourselves, it informs how to support others. No, we, many of us are not meant to have um, nine to five jobs or, or, or jobs. It's not so much the job. It's the energetic focus on making money. That's not what we do. We generate energy. And we need energy to be healthy. But we cannot be healthy if the energy is not generated from within. If we keep getting drained of it to no end other than making a paycheck. No matter how many paychecks or how many checks or how many whatever dollars there are, it can never replace What we, this small population of people on the planet, are here to do. We are here to engender a sense of divine energy wherever we go and in whatever we do. Let that sink in. Let it sink in. Fake it till you make it. But be careful not to fake divinity for too long or it will become a trap within itself. So we don't want to transfer from one trap, MDT, into another. Spiritual bypass, magical thinking, the fantasy mother, you know, well, I'm not going to, you know, let go of the mother I want in order to accept the one I have, divine mother, and focus on my divine energy. No, I'm going to still be attached to, you know, expecting this birth mother to change. Well, again, it's kind of keeping it in the closet and not truly releasing it. When we don't release, we don't receive. And we have to, on a daily basis, receive energy. That's our job. We, we, are, we are vortices. That's our job. And yes, it does entail making quote-unquote money because it comes to us as a result. We generate it.
in unfathomable ways that are unshakable when we are aligned. So transferring past addictions and past pain avoidant behaviors onto divinity won't work. When you decide to put your needs first so they can remain determinately your focus to use your powers and hold yourself accountable to your soul contract to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence, your life experience becomes one of feeling like a dearly loved divine child of the great mother father God who was never judged condemned or left alone it's a daily decision it's a daily practice here at MDT Academy it is a lifestyle that grows in the heart and activates our divine birthright to be happy healthy and whole This is what the basis of healthy relationship is. And so then it becomes a clear view of ourselves and the world and who we're interacting with. There's no superiority or inferiority here. Everybody has their hand to play in this game called life. Healthy relationships are simply a natural outcome of this grievous process for us. We're in active grief mode. We don't have time to be trying to think, you know, who's better than somebody, whatever. We have work to do. You know, we're not trying to stay here and remain in a competitive mode and whatnot. Of course, new souls have a whole lot of things that they get away with that we don't because they don't have the same karma that we do. We've been here so many times, we have accrued a great deal. And it's time to to, to resolve it. So, again, we all have our own hand, and it sounds really sad, but actually that is why the daily practice of using the Divinity Identity Mantra when triggered and daily readings from the Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle Deck is so helpful to stay on track. You know, mood tracking is really huge for us. You know, it gives this rapid trigger release But the immediate clarity, balance, and confirmation we get about where we are in a situation, in the moment, whether or not a relationship is healthy for us in the moment or or in general, knowing that that is a part of life, what to do about it. Some insight as to how to respond to the situation instead of sitting on pins and needles just waiting to be triggered. Instead of anticipating that we will be and having a resource for guidance about what to do when that happens. I love it and I love teaching it because it helps me and has helped so many people so much. It's incredible. But please don't get it twisted. Even this is something that is intended to run its course for release at some point. 
of even greater evolution. To have healthy relationships working in our lives on a consistent basis is invaluable. This is my daily energy generation. And this is what I do as a result of having done the very things I'm sharing with you. So first, for us, we need to know who the relationship is with. We need to be clear. Am I dealing with a new soul, an old soul? Am I dealing with somebody who's kind of a little bit of both? Who am I dealing with? And using our observations and reflection skills without judgment or condemnation, knowing everyone, whether aware or not themselves, we don't have to insist again that others are aware of this. We just found out today. Okay? We can share it with people if we feel that they would understand or whatever, but it's not necessary. Again, this constant need for validation. And it's not something that I know is normal having been human for so long and the way that we operate. We share our thoughts and and everybody has to agree and that sort of thing. If you are listening, if you are under the sound of my voice and you know that this is describing you, I'm letting you know, you don't need validation. You already know. All you need to affirm is that you are a dearly loved divine child of the great Mother Father God who was never judged, condemned, or left alone. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Let it sink in. Now we've got all the judgment and condemnation out of the way. Let's break it down. New souls deceive people to get what they want. No judgment, no condemnation. It is all fair in war. Survival mentality because spirituality is fanciful. New souls have yet to experience lifetimes where the connection between their spiritual and material selves has been revealed to them. They are creating karma to learn more than resolving it to evolve. Old souls, like us, deceive ourselves to self-protect. No judgment, no condemnation. It is a don't rock the boat pain avoidance mentality because after countless lifetimes being materially grounded... It now is painful because of the levity of the spirit body as it becomes more and more refined by the harshness and abrasive nature of this realm and the majority of its people. But this is our evolutionary journey to develop our own sensory connection between spirit and our material selves and it is nearly imperceptible to some of us which is why being in physical form is so painful the rules of this environment are very different in terms of how they reflect divine law. Happiness, health, and wholeness is all materialistic. 
For us, it's more about the feeling of joy, the feeling of connection with the divine. We are learning to resolve the karmas that keep us from experiencing this as much as we would like to. We are learning how to release desire in order to receive more and more divine experience. While there is never judgment or condemnation, what would be the point? We are supposed to be evolving. There are consequences for our actions. So why is it so important for us to be informed about the relationship between new and old souls? How and why these karmas play out in what I call this mirror effect. We talk a lot about mirrors these days, but specifically in terms of the taboo of MDT, this unexamined and unchallenged culture of all is fair and more playing with the emotions of others and those who esteem and highly value and are highly sensitive to them not wanting to rock the boat. Upon closer examination and challenging them, we see that this pain avoidance mentality of old souls is actually what is creating the karma that keeps us here. And what I mean by keeping us here is in the material realm, there are souls of higher evolution than intuitive psychics. These are highly spiritually evolved beings who we are evolving into becoming as empaths. And these beings have mastered emotion completely. They can feel them, but it's more like data to them. It's more like information. It's completely depersonalized. Not because it's bad, but because it's good information. We need to know that this is our aspiration to stop creating this attachment karma here. We think this is all we got, and it's not. There's so much that's waiting for us. There's so much that we already are that we haven't even realized yet. So let's first recognize that the reason our attempts to heal, calm, and save others from the ledge fails is because we're doing it from a place of neediness and from a misguided sense of balancing our own emotional health again instead of focusing inward so left unexamined and unchallenged this all is fair in war and this don't rock the boat uh, pain avoidance mentality all is fear survival mentality of new souls all of this is meant to teach us lessons that we're here to learn but if we are ready willing and able to live in right relationship righteous means doing things according to divine order according to how we are meant to relate to one another as divine children, then we want to recognize how these things do rob us of countless evolutionary opportunities for old souls 
and new souls, we need to recognize that for them, this all is fair war mentality and this freewheeling, limitless, seemingly energy that is misguided and, and misdirected toward materiality, not in a judgmental sense, not in a sense that it's wrong, but in a moment of clarity. We need to understand that that robs them of countless opportunities for the connection they so sorely desire to have. So we need to stop expecting them to connect with us on a level they cannot comprehend until and unless we live it, we demonstrate it, we show it. We share it from a place of love, not for it. Exactly the same way we were taught, we were shown, we were guided, we were loved and continue to be. And so to get to a place of where we're not needy, to that degree that we keep doing that and we keep doing that and we keep pulling out of the closet these old things that we need to let go of in order to move forward. We need to know that this karma is about perpetuating unhealthy relationships. And what is an unhealthy relationship? An unhealthy relationship and how we can tell when we're in one and when we need to realign with divinity is when we are relating to anyone in any moment or for any period of time in a way that does not affirm our divinity identity. For us, healthy relationships affirm divinity. For new souls, healthy relationships affirm their material reality. And somewhere in the middle, we can find a way to connect with them, as with most relationships, you know, um, that don't operate with this level of self-awareness. We can't expect ourselves to develop it overnight, but what we can do is learn what unhealthy is for us and what tendencies we have as a result of perpetuating them so that we can begin to reel them in and we can begin to transform that behavior. For example, Old souls have a tendency for quasi-worship of people, places, things that do reflect and acknowledge our divinity identity. Spiritual retreats and, you know, spiritual people and groups and that sort of thing. That's what we want. Accepting others are where they are and who they are is just as divine as that. That's just as spiritual. That's just as, if not even more, high thinking. And again, to caution any sense of superiority, I would say that MDT normalizes pain and anxiety based on unmet maternal needs. And so 
we want to be self-compassionate with the attachment wounding that is there. But it is through this very karmic relationship that all of the data we need about unhealthy relationship is there. This wound is not fixed by hiding from others or justifying ourselves and condemning others because, of course, that's not divinity. It is healed by acknowledging the depths of this pain, the depths of the karmic actions that have been repeated lifetimes after lifetimes and bring these shadows into the light. Use this information for the self-awareness we need about where those unmet maternal needs are within us. Anticipate and prepare for them to be triggered and fulfill them ourselves. Mindfully responding to new souls with loving detachment. This is how we construct our own stairway to heaven, rising up that kundalini within, recognizing when we mirror new souls and they are mirroring the shadows that need to be seen and heard within us. We have a capacity to channel divine healing and love. Instead of coming from birth mother, it's coming from divine mother. Learn to let go of the mother you want so you can accept the one that you have. Staying focused on the love available to us keeps us in a place of receiving what we need and each little detail in the moment. When we do this, we don't have to focus on releasing attachments and addictions. They fall off like rotten fruit from a tree. They just drop off on their own accord. Earth Mother, Motherland... All of our other mothers, angels, guides, and ancestors are always revealing to us new meaning and experiences to fill us to overflow, to refill ourselves and others. This is the consequence of divine healing. Make no mistake, the soul is undaunted. Undaunted. We are spirit beings having a human experience not humans having a spiritual experience let it sink in let's recap what we have covered so far in this tutorial We have covered how to identify ourselves, new souls, who they are, who we are in relationship to one another, the delusions and confusions that have kept us from owning who we are and recognizing where we are in relationship to the world. 
For us, healthy relationships have a lot more to do with our health than survival. Healthy relationships are the basis of our healing. As healers in prior lifetimes, entangled karmas, promises made, debts owed, make us bound to one another, lifetime after lifetime, misaligning our divinity to the point where we now use the hard-earned gifts, talents, and abilities from these incarnations to dissociate from others and even ourselves to self-soothe. Often having been our mother's parent in a prior lifetime, employing fear, shame, blame, and guilt to get what we want, not knowing better, incarnating for greater and greater experience and learning the repercussions of them, still ricochets and like a pebble in a pond throughout lifetimes and lifetimes. This kind of maternal bond is bondage. So it feels devoid of the kind of love we need. Also, addictions simply lock the prison cell to process the law of attraction. We get what we give. Lovers, mothers, father, cops, robbers, playground jail, conversation mail, student teacher, parishioners, preachers, parent, child, past life filed. Past life filed. But are we getting the message? We don't get to control. Lifetimes of leading and controlling others for survival in various ways, with various titles and various genders and various nations, and and even with the service that we've provided, it still holds a tinge of entitlement for us, which is why many of us have a feeling about it. We feel a kind of way about it not being in that same position this lifetime. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Entitlement to have things our way is something that MDT helps us to look at and to learn how to be in selfless service, of which birth mother is our supreme teacher. Not serving others devoid of self-consideration care and love but of conceit keeps us from experiencing true health happiness and wholeness because it's out of soul alignment for us this is why we can't compare ourselves to others comparisons with new souls is only useful insofar as it informs our interactions with them to this end That's why we're taking the time today to look at this. Now, here's the bottom line. Self-awareness is about 
keeping tabs on our downloads, the accuracy of our intuitive energy to rate our level of soul alignment is what our refocusing work is about. We cannot reframe our experience of MDT, shame, blame, and guilt to divinity, health, happiness, and wholeness without this practice. The more soul aligned we are, the greater our intuitive reliability. The less aligned we are, the more intuitive reliability is sacrificed. Great Mother facilitates intuitive communication from Divine Mother, source and center of all wisdom. Great Mother is the composite mother archetype we know in human form. All the goddesses, all the great mother goddesses, all the imagery, the stories, the catalog of references to yin energy is Great Mother. She is the material manifestation of Divine Mother, the cosmic center of all creation in form. Energetically expressed as the Holy Spirit, our intuition, the comforter. And through good and terrible Mother energies and archetypes, that release or sacrifice themselves and or their children. In self-mothering, keep in mind each decision we make either to sacrifice materially or spiritually or spiritually for material. Yes, all is spiritual experience, but on a practical experiential level as souls incrementally learning how to tune into the frequencies of others around us in a more objective way to better manage our own energies, we need to understand sacrifice for what it is. The giving up of something of value for something of greater value. This is about selfless service. But more than that, what to do is great father action. The foundation is a maternal wound. So it's about how we do it. Release and receive. Receive and release. How we do it most determines our soul maturity. Application of our extrasensory abilities to selfless service. How we do that. What's the vibe? What's the intention? What's the internal dialogue behind the action? It's our concern. It's how we live MDT free. Labels, old soul, new soul, sociopath, empath, they're all discarded once their meanings are fully understood. So we can do so with loving detachment. We only need to know this stuff to do our selfless service, our loving service with detachment. They're just building blocks. 
that we use to build until we don't need that building anymore. It is destroyed and the remnants are used to rebuild something else. Just to give you a practical example, I used to um, despise, I mean absolutely despise text and Wi-Fi charges on my phone bill. You know, the, the taxes really, you know, and, and how there is all these bills added on top of bills on top of bills for something you're already paying. It really irked me to no end because it, it's so unjustifiably greedy. It's just greedy. Everybody know that. I knew so also. It grew greedy. I understand survival, but that level of greed was just, you know, insufferable to me. And so I used to, even if I called on a technical question to the uh, service, I would just be asking questions about the bill. And I couldn't help it just to... (laughs) I just wanted to know to make sure I wasn't getting cheated any more than what they were charging. And so over the last few years, I've received guidance to cease this behavior. When I reverted back to it, you know, it takes us a while to follow guidance, right? You know, we've got to validate it through experience and, you know, see what the consequences the results are of following it as opposed to not following it test everything goes without saying to test what I'm saying test everything so I'm going through this validation process right and so when I reverted back to acting the way you know I was acting most of the time I'd be good and then I'd be good and then you know when I wasn't I noticed that the extra time spent on the phone going back and forth with them about these charges and stuff. And I knew better than most of the customer service people by the time, you know, I would get new customer service people. I had been trained on the bill and I would be testing them. But when I did that, after I received this guidance to stop, it resulted in like minor inconveniences like missing important text calls or a new client Texas and with this type of work you have to respond to people you know fairly quickly and things would just be lost and once I even burned something on the stove and it, it just caused a big mess and so just those few extra minutes let me know there were more important things I needed to be spending my time doing and what I've noticed since releasing that behavior completely is my general interactions with individuals and companies with fraudulent behavior is much more relaxed and observant. And the reason is the release. The release that this has given me has allowed me to benefit from receiving what I wanted. And the essence from the same kind of situations and companies and feeling cheated and the greed was I wanted to be treated fairly. But we don't get to dictate that. We don't get to control that this lifetime. So what I got and what I'm experiencing more and more and even just recently from focusing on this realization is that Taking it away from the taxes and the fees that could have been in my pocket versus being appreciated for what 
people are calling loyalty and, um, you know, loyalty programs have been around for a while. And I've been in this particular company's loyalty program in this example for a long time. And I've gotten different things, but I recently was given a free phone. Now, it's common to have these added phone lines and you get a free phone. I know. But my partner had his phone died and I just happened to look at an email that had come from the loyalty program that was talking about a special deal with it and I went to their website and I was like this is not you know once again just kind of really like no that's just this is just a come on when I called them it was not a general offer yes it was better than the general offer it was like ending up well it did end up reduce my um plan the cost of my entire plan and a free phone so (laughs) I think for like it, it added up to be like for the last three years for whatever taxes and fees that they've charged I just got it all back and I've just noticed and I'm noticing more and more and the more that I notice and focus on the blessings from this type of focus, the more and more that I'm getting. I'm getting almost to a point where I'm having to find things to give to people more and more. I already donate and as I have been blessed, um, I continue to incrementally increase my blessings. But one of the things I got was a free laptop. It's not the um, gigabytes that I need for the type of work that I do, but I'm going to donate it to a school, you know? So um, that's how energy works for us. So trying to compete with new souls who are focused on the material realm and fighting that fight is being proven to me and to people that I work with um, more and more that that really is not the vibe, the frequency that benefits us. This kind of stuff happens to and for us all the time. Another bottom line is old souls, we pretend, really, that's why it's so stressful. We pretend to care about survival. You know, we put up this front because that's what people are always talking about, money and this and whatever. And so we pretend, we're like, okay, okay, I'm supposed to be, you know, adulting here, whatever they call it. (laughs) But we don't really care. But we pretend to care about survival and need new souls for that. We need them for that. That's why our relationships with them is so important. New souls, they pretend to care about spirituality. You know, and so they're the kind of around, you know, evolving souls um, or, or more experienced souls, I should say, because we're all evolving and see that evolution teaches us that the more that we connect with spirituality, there's something there and it's so it's very grounded in the human species that they pretend to care about it but they need older souls for that the key to getting out is prioritizing a healthy relationship with ourselves reframing the MDT experience rephrasing our self-talk Refocusing our attention from emotional absorption to intentional self-inoculation of our divinity and divine birthright through loving detachment. 
from any and everything that does not produce health, happiness, and wholeness in our lives. It's a full-time job. And to recap, before we conclude, let's break this down. Number one, prioritizing self-health, health of oneself, means that although divinity identity is knowing we are dearly loved divine children of the great mother, father, God, who were never judged, condemned, or left alone, we extend this self-health into relationships with others, giving them the grace, the time they need to be ready, willing, and able to meet us in this space where we reside and work so hard to sustain. So we realize that whether it's this lifetime or the next, we will live in loving detachment from one another instead of egoic attachment. It's not about what we demand and what the ego needs, which means that by meeting them where they are, Knowing they need time and space to see their own divinity allows us to recognize that when they do see their own divinity, without our projections and our demands, it will express a completely new divine aspect into our lives. Well worth the wait, well worth the effort, but which we cannot coerce because all souls have free will. And when we are not ready, able, and willing, we cannot fulfill our full divine expression. It's simply above our pay grade. We take this into account knowing that though we are dearly loved divine children of the great Mother Father God, there are consequences to that kind of behavior called cycles and cycles and cycles of bondage. Number two, Reframing MDT on a practical level is about factoring in how new souls enrich our lives in this way. Even by sharpening our sensitivity with their myopic attitudes, harsh belief systems, and abrasive behavior, it sharpens us. It makes us stronger. It makes us better. It makes us more in tuned with how our gifts, talents, and abilities are needed in what way they are needed. Being old doesn't have to mean we are tired, cranky, and slow. 
take it on as a workout. Spiritual calisthenics, strengthening our abilities instead of passively allowing them to atrophy. Number three, rephrasing self-talk. None of this is easy. None of it is easy. Having to realize that we need help, that because we are dearly loved, there's limitless grace and mercy for us, regardless of what we choose, regardless of the consequences, we have help from our angels, guides, and ancestors who are always with us. You know, the card in the deck, when it shows up, it's all about reminding us of this, that our angels, guides, and ancestors are supporting us to live in loving detachment from whatever person or situation we're inquiring about. Number four, refocusing from emotional absorption to intentional self-inoculation of divinity identity is all about recognizing the avoidant attachment behaviors that we have had toward new souls is not self-protective. It is something that actually stunts our evolution, impacting our experience of divinity inform, preventing us from resolving our karmas with them and thus keeping us bound to this realm. Number five, self-inoculation of divinity identity is always keeping first and foremost in our minds that we do have a divine birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole as it aligns with our soul purpose, our soul contract. What makes the soul happy is being free, being liberated, not in bondage. But we get the divine opportunity while in human form to align with this power that breathes life through us, to be an instrument of evolution, a conscious instrument which is what we will be here to forward understanding we are dearly loved. Say it with me. I am a dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God, who is never judged, condemned, or left alone. While this takes an enormous amount of energy, we can learn to be more efficient and become more effective in our interactions the more we practice our divinity. The reason this is so important and cannot possibly be overemphasized is that the core pain in MDT recovery is the intuitive realization Divine Mother is calling us home. It is the end of unconscious earthly incarnations through a soul contract to detach from the Maya of emotions in such a powerful way. We are evolving into emotional management from emotional control. And that goes both ways from others due to ignorance and trying to control others. 
through the ignorance of feeling happy, health, and wholeness through the ego instead of the soul. Let's clarify. Unhealthy relationships refute divine birthright, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Divinity identity is the most basic and core belief of all empaths to whom much is given, much is expected. Only up until now have we had it all wrong, giving from what we do not have. Now that we are beginning to understand, it is impossible to shirk this great responsibility now. Others may think it a bit uppity, but divinity identity on the surface may appear to be so, when in actuality we know the cost, because it's about retribution, not a condemning retribution, but a retribution that comes from a strength and a power of a recompense to new souls from what we have gained. Empaths are not exempt from immoral thoughts or behaviors. It's just far less likely we indulge in them because living with the karma for us means to feel debilitating pain, which we carry from lifetime to lifetime. And is punishment enough? So when we are sick and tired of being sick and tired, understanding there is no judgment or condemnation, we accept the responsibilities of divinity identity, which is also about facing the consequences of denying it. In MDT recovery, instead of focusing on others' denial, we focus on our own sense of clarity, balance, and confirmation, our own daily divinity identity practice, which helps us achieve the experience of it. We no longer have to die to go to heaven. As above, so below. As on earth, so it is in heaven. That is no longer our belief because we no longer attach our life with this body. We can be born and reborn at will through a daily practice of accepting our power to do so. What is true health, happiness, and wholeness for us? It's more than material gain or status. It's about releasing toxic bonds and emotions to divinity, to have the peace and energy we need to enjoy the life of creativity and healing, service our soul is here for. So what is it our emotional antenna needs to feel for? We need to tune in and ground within ourselves intuitive reliability that guides us from a give me, give me, give me mentality to one that is a lifestyle of empty me. Empty me, empty me, so that we are filled 
with divine energy on a conscious level that we can apply to a healthy, happy, whole life in material form. MDT is a rites of passage, the birth canal to an entirely new way of thinking and being in the world. Henceforward. This is what our soul is here for, but there is a divine order that we must follow and we must be aligned with why and how the soul is to fulfill it through this contract. Mama Drama Trauma Academy employs the Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle Deck consisting of signs and symbols for each of the eight phrases of the mantra representing a god or goddess sibling who overcame MDT, a moon sign, lunar phase, and chakra to affirm and confirm in us with clarity and balance we are survivors we are truly healers we are being tested and called to task on that and we are up for the challenge now that we realize this how do we begin Depending on our moon sign, the sign the moon was in at birth, we are more likely to be triggered by certain things more intensely than others. The moon is our mood, memory, mother, comfort, and creativity. Did you hear me? It is our mood, our mother, our memory, comfort, and creativity. Depending on its zodiac and house placement in our chart, the way we zero in on our everyday Moods, feelings, relationships helps us to anticipate potential triggers and it differs according to what that soul memory is because it determines how we react. Now, of course, its placement in the chart and its aspects to other planets will change according to each individual and each individual's cosmic calculus. But this tool was downloaded from Great Mother for us to learn how to live in loving detachment from Mama Drama Trauma. And using the Divinity Identity Mantra technique helps us immediately see how new souls mirror or reflect our shadow, showing us where we are in our healing process, why we are triggered, and how to dissolve it and the triggers we have throughout the day one by one until we get into a flow of focus and refocused behavior and energy reallocation that empowers instead of disempowers us. Whether you get it here or somewhere else, the purpose of having a tool to transition us from MDT to living MDT free is for it to be discarded 
once we have integrated the experience, which is why MDT Academy and its resources are useful supplementation to therapy. Useful supplementation to coaching, as well as for coaches and therapists who have MDT themselves. We are healers, but we don't have to be wounded healers to the point that our work is ineffectual or that it is not up to what we know that we're capable of doing. In conclusion, many of us are sick, crippled mentally, emotionally, and physically. I realize we have been through a lot, more so than many of you. Not just now. I'm saying this because we've also been through a lot in previous lifetimes. We are tired, discouraged, frustrated. Those of us strong enough to be self-sufficient and carry on have boundaries that not only keep others out, but keep us aligned Keep us soul aligned within. There is an insurpassable comfort and security that comes from that. So we need to hear from you. Those of you who are in this space, write in the comment section how you manage your energies. What is your practice? Self-care regimen. What's are some of the ways that you interact with the world to sustain your sensitivity or how do you sustain it and your ability to serve others and maintain the level of self-care you need to live your birthright of happiness, health, and wholeness. Those of you who have the mother wound help those of us needing to know. Also, if you are in a rut and have specific questions about how to get out of it, ask in the comments below. Get some feedback going here. I know you're there. One of the challenges when I was trying to make this into a business, I guess it's a quasi-business. I I do consulting, but um, this is loving service, selfless service, which I um, adore. But one of the funny things is that online they talk about, um, what is it, social validation that you need. And, um, of course, they go by site visits and things like that. I wish, you know, uh, they went by the, um, the, the back um, the backdoor messaging because um, that's, you know, much more indicative of the interest in this subject matter than you'll see when you go to the um, MDT Facebook and uh, Instagram. But please do so. We want to get the conversation going. What we see in constructive dialogue between people who relate is that although MDT builds us to be a certain way, we do not have to build that way. And we are quick studies. We may not go quickly into the direction we know we need to go But we can understand things very quickly. We have to validate things. We've been through a lot. 
We've experienced a lot. We've been excited about a lot of stuff that we've jumped the gun on. And so we are a little apprehensive. So I totally understand that. We can construct new relationships and lives, though, with a little encouragement. Now, I want to say to you that in this tutorial, what we have actually done and what we have really focused on here is something that you'll be able to refer to going forward anytime you'd like here. Great Mother, the mother of all mothers in form, wants more than anything for us to enjoy our earthly experience. And listening to this should confirm that. We are designed for evolution through rebirth. This is a rebirthing for us. A spiritual renewal for us. We are not designed to do the same thing over and over again or have different incarnations of the same desires ad nauseum. When we are sick and tired of being sick and tired, we're meant to experience something new. Take a break, a rest if we need to. Some of us are sick and just lethargic because we're actually in a place of soul rest and need to be more self-compassionate so that we can come back to see things from a new perspective and know that that's what we're in the process of doing because as above, so below, as with the soul, so with the body, we live and die again with lifetimes as a deep well of wisdom This is where MDT healing comes in and Great Mother's message. She knows we are good, terrible, and great. She knows we are evolving. And as the Divinity Identity Mantra says, we are never, ever judged, condemned, or left alone. Yet everything we do does have consequence. This has been how to live in right relationship with new souls. I hope it has helped to ground and center your divinity identity and given you some tips, tools, and techniques to do it. As always, remember, Great Mother loves you, and I do too. New soul, old soul, new soul. New soul, old soul, new soul. Enemies, lovers, mother, father, cops, robbers, playground, jail. Conversation male, student teacher, parishioners, creatures, parent child, past life file. There soul. comes a time, soul. new soul, when great soul. mother, new soul, also activates the soul contract also. New soul. of an old soul.